So really, in the end, although he signed the study to disprove abortion pill reversal, and the spin on it afterwards was that you should not try APR because it's unsafe, the real facts of the study show that abortion pill reversal is safe and that it's effective. Curbside Consult series by the American Association of Pro-Life Obstetricians and Gynecologists, where medical professionals answer your questions about what it means to provide evidence-based, life-affirming health care to both pregnant women and their pre-born children. We know that every day in your practice and on your rotations, you face clinical situations that are challenging. We've all called a curbside consult when we need a quick second opinion on the best course of action for our patient. This podcast series is meant to serve as a curbside consult for you as you face ethically challenging patient care scenarios. Hear from experts on how they approach these situations and tips for how to think through them. Because we know that your lives are busy, we are keeping each episode short enough for you to listen to on your work commute so that you have the support and information you need when you need it. We release new episodes every Thursday. I'm your host for today, Miriam Diallo. In a post-Roe world, many women facing an unexpected pregnancy under tough circumstances may turn to chemical abortion, but change their minds after beginning the process. An increasing number of medical professionals are offering to help these women via abortion pill reversal, or APR, using natural progesterone to reverse the effects of the first drug in the chemical abortion regimen, which is mifepristone. According to Heartbeat International, Over 4,000 babies have been born after attempted abortions because of APR since 2009. However, the treatment remains controversial, and that's why we're here to answer your questions about it. Our guest today is one of the most qualified to offer insights about APR, as he is a pioneer in this area of research. Dr. George Delgado is a board member at APLOG. He is also the president of Steno Institute and the medical consultant to the Abortion Pill Rescue Network. He published two case studies in the peer-reviewed medical literature describing the reversal of mifepristone using progesterone. He also established Abortion Pill Reversal, a program that connects women who have changed their minds after taking mifepristone and want to reverse the effects of the abortion pill. APR also seeks to refine and improve the treatment protocols for reversing mifepristone. He is board certified in family medicine and in hospice and palliative care. Dr. Delgado, thank you so much for joining us. It's wonderful to be here. So let's quickly start with a question for those who are new to the conversation. What is abortion pill reversal and how does it work? Well, abortion pill reversal is an opportunity that a woman who has started the medical abortion process by taking the first drug in the cocktail called mifepristone, it's an opportunity for her, if she changes her mind and wants to stop her medical abortion, she can take measures to reverse that medical abortion and save the life of her preborn baby. Okay, and what's the theory behind that? What's the biologic logic behind APR? Well, the abortion drug, which is mifepristone, previously known as RU486, the way it works as an abortion agent is by blocking the effects of progesterone. Progesterone is the natural hormone that is essential for every single pregnancy. Any woman who has extremely low progesterone levels is at risk of miscarriage. And the name tells it all because the name is actually an acronym for progestational steroid quinone. So progestational for the pregnancy. And the progesterone does lots of very important things. When the mifepristone goes into the system, 
it blocks the receptors that are waiting to latch onto the progesterone. When the mifepristone sits on those receptors, it's kind of like a false key. You can imagine if a key is the hormone and the key lock is the receptor, a key goes into the lock, it turns the lock, and you open the door. The door opening is what we call the hormone effects. So all the good things that progesterone does are represented by that door opening. All of us have probably had an experience of putting a key that fit into a lock but didn't turn the lock. You might call that a false key. Now that key fits into the lock, doesn't turn it, so the door never opens, so you don't get the hormone effect. And while that key is in the lock, it's blocking the true key from getting into that lock and turning it and opening the door. So that's how the mifepristone works. It blocks the receptors that normally are activated by progesterone. Now, fortunately, this is a dynamic situation. The keys are going in and out of the lock and are not staying in the lock permanently. So our theory behind abortion pill reversal is outnumbering the bad keys. So we give supplemental progesterone to the woman who wants to reverse her abortion. And then more of the good guy keys, the true keys are sitting in front of the lock. So then when the false key comes out of the lock, the good guy key goes in, gets into the lock, turns the lock and opens the door. So that's what's happening on a receptor level. The progesterone at higher levels is outcompeting the mifepristone at the receptor level so that the progesterone effects can be realized and the baby can be saved. Cool. And that's called competitive inhibition, correct? That's right. And we, we use the terms agonist and antagonist. Generally, the agonist is the one that causes the effect that you want or the natural substance, while the antagonist is the one that somehow blocks it by uh, sitting on the receptor and not allowing the, the, the true molar receptor. And this isn't a theory you came up with just for APR. There's other examples of competitive agonist or antagonist drugs that doctors prescribe, correct? Oh, yes. There are plenty of examples of this. Right now, something that's really big in the news is the drug Narcan. And many of you have, are aware of the opioid crisis and many, many more opioid overdoses and how we're trying to get Narcan more readily available. So the way Narcan works is by competitively inhibiting the opioid receptor. In the body, the opioid receptor is the natural receptor onto which opioid drugs like heroin latch onto and cause the heroin effects. And one of those effects, of course, unfortunately, is depressing the respiratory symptom system so that that's why people die from um, heroin overdoses and fentanyl overdoses. Well, when you give the drug Narcan, also known as naloxone, into the body, what it does is it floats around gets onto the receptors and blocks those opioid receptors so the fentanyl, the heroin cannot latch on and they wash away so you can save a person's life like that. That's, that's a really good example. Another example is the drug that's called tamoxifen that's used for some women who have breast cancer. And tamoxifen is a competitive um, um, molecule for the estrogen receptor. And so it latches onto the estrogen receptors and in some uh, some of the receptors that causes actually anti-estrogen effects, which is good for women who have certain types of breast cancer. Another example is that we now have uh, growth hormone blo uh, receptor blockers. Growth hormone, of course, is a hormone that lets us grow. But if you have too much growth hormone, that can cause problems. And you can have uh, unregulated growth of the body and, and at bad times. You can get uh, these receptor blockers that can block the effects of the growth hormone so that the body can go back to a, a better balance of growth. 
Yeah, so that's super helpful. Thank you so much, doctor. So that's all about the theory. So what are what are the, the studies investigating the safety and efficacy of progesterone in reversing the effects of mifepristone? And what does the scientific literature demonstrate about it? Well, we've published two trials in the scientific literature, two studies. The first one was a small study of about six patients uh, that showed that four out of the six had successful reversals. The second one was uh, we followed over 500 uh, women who had started the reversal process with progesterone and found that uh, over uh, 250 of them had successful reversals. And we looked at subgroups within that and with our best protocols, that is injection protocols and what we call our high-dose oral protocols, the success rates were 64 to 68% reversal rates. So very good, far better than the 25% survival that we've demonstrated by evaluating early literature in the study of mifepristone RU46. No more than 25% of preborn babies will survive if you expose them in the uterus to mifepristone and do nothing else at all. Are yours the only two studies about APR? There, is, there was also a small study out of Australia. There was a, just a handful of patients that also demonstrated uh, good results, as well as a study by Dr. Mitchell Crennan, which was um, actually a study that he undertook to disprove APR. It was interesting, though, that although he undertook it to disprove APR, it actually showed that abortion pill reversal is safe and effective. Dr. Crennan um, devised a trial that... Um, women who were going to the abortion clinic were given the option of, of joining the trial. And they were what we called randomized, that is by chance put into one of two groups. So one group would get progesterone, the other group would get placebo, a sugar pill, an inactive substance. Both groups would get the um, mifepristone at the clinic. And then 24 hours later at home, they were instructed to take the pills that they got, they were, they were, that they had received. And they were not told if they got the uh, active progesterone or just the placebo. Now, this study was, he had intended to enroll 40 patients into the study, but after 12 patients, he, he discontinued it. We can talk about why that was discontinued in a second. But his, um, the data showed that out of the 12, uh, of the six who were in the progesterone group, 67% had ongoing pregnancies at two weeks. That is, the preborn babies were still alive while the ones that only got the placebo, 33% had ongoing pregnancies. So you can see that those numbers are very similar to our quoted numbers of 68% with our best protocol and a 25% survival if you do nothing at all. So this um, study showed that uh, although it did not reach what we call statistical significance, the trend was definitely towards supporting the effectiveness of abortion pill reversal. Now, Dr. Crennan uh, in his study uh, also made a statement that the side effects of the women who got plus, uh, the progesterone were no different from the ones who got placebo, i.e. there were no, uh, no new discovered side effects of, of progesterone, which is something that is very good. Now, the study was stopped after three women called 911 and were transported to the emergency department. And so this, uh, these data were misrepresented as saying, oh, abortion pill reversal is not safe because, look, we had to stop the study because these three women called 911. But if you look carefully at the data and the article, you'll see that one of the three was in the progesterone group. She had received progesterone. She had what was termed brisk bleeding and called 911 because she panicked. In the emergency department, the paper says that she required no further intervention. That is, she really didn't need to be in the emergency department. She had a failed reversal and a successful medical abortion. 
And we know that with medical abortion, women bleed quite a bit. So she really didn't need to be there. She panicked. So that's really no reason to stop any study. That's really what you expect, lots of bleeding with medical abortion. The other two women, however, were in the placebo group. That is, they did not receive progesterone. Both of them required emergency suction DNCs, suction surgical abortions, because of their bleeding. And one of them actually required a blood transfusion. And that one who required a blood transfusion was the last one, and that's when he stopped the study. So really, from a safety standpoint, what Dr. Crennan's data really suggested was that abortion pill reversal using progesterone is safe, but taking mifepristone and doing nothing else may not be safe because of, of the bleeding risks. So really, in the end, although he signed the study to disprove APR, abortion pill reversal, and the spin on it afterwards was that you should not try APR because it's unsafe, the real facts of the study show that abortion pill reversal is safe and that it's effective. Not doing anything after taking mifepristone, that, that is just sitting on your hands, is probably not safe for women. That's really good to clarify and to just cut through the noise of what's being said in the media. Dr. Crennan is, uh, you mentioned, uh, one of the critics of, of APR who was trying to disprove it in his study. Um, he is supported, however, by by a good number of medical organizations, such as the American College of OBGYNs um, and others who have dismissed APR as not scientifically supported and potentially dangerous. What are a couple of the more salient critiques of APR that you've heard and how do you respond to them? Sure. First of all, just to, to clarify that the loudest voices out there are American College of OBGYN, ACOG as well as Planned Parenthood. And it's important to know that because first of all, Planned Parenthood has a, quite a vested interest in this because they have a lot of money to lose if women don't uh, start abortions or don't, don't to pay them for abortions. And ACOG has publicly declared itself as an abortion advocate. So these are two organizations who are extremely biased and their critique I think is aimed at us because if you acknowledge that women change their minds about abortion by acknowledging APR, there's, there's a certain percentage of women will change their minds and want to stop their abortions. Then you question the narrative that is so dear to the hearts of ACOG and Planned Parenthood. And that narrative is that abortion is a great good for women. And if abortion is a great good for all women, then why are some women wanting to back out of their abortions to stop their abortions? So that, 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 that's kind of the, the, the context of this. And some of the, the criticism that they've raised is they've said that uh, abortion pill reversal is unproven. And of course, uh, we uh, strongly disagree with that. One, the biologic logic, which we discussed at the top of the program. And we know that mifepristone was studied as an abortion causing drug precisely because it's a progesterone receptor blocker. So being a progesterone receptor blocker is exactly why they, it is used for abortion. That's the only reason. And we know uh, because of the, uh, the examples I gave earlier that when you have a competitive situation, if you raise the concentration of one molecule, it will outcompete the other one and get to the receptor first and have the predominant effect. And that's been shown time and time again in the laboratory. Next level of evidence is we have animal studies. The initial animal studies in Japan, where uh, uh, rats that were pregnant got both mifepristone and progesterone, uh, one group and the other group got just mifepristone. The one that got progesterone did not abort its pups. The one that got mifepristone only aborted all of its pups. Now, the criticism of that was that the two drugs were given simultaneously. So now Dr. Stephen Samut from Franciscan University in Steubenville, Ohio, has uh, conducted studies where he's closely replicated the human situation, where he's giving the pregnant rats mifepristone and then waiting and giving the progesterone later. 
And in those experiments, he has demonstrated that the progesterone does indeed reverse the effects of mifepristone. And the last pillar of evidence is uh, over 4,000 babies have been documented to be saved and born after successful abortion pill reversal. Our two published studies, and now of course the Crennan study, which I just mentioned, although it did not reach statistical significance, was highly suggestive and the trend was going towards uh, supporting what we are saying that abortion pill reversal is um, effective and that it's safe. And, and what I did mention earlier about our large case series was that um, it showed that the preterm birth rate was lower in our group in the one, women who got progesterone was only 2.7% preterm birth rate compared to the baseline rate in the United States of 10%. Also, the birth defect rate was about equal to the published rate of 2 to 5% birth defect rate in the United States. So again, showing great safety. That's super helpful. Thank you so much, Dr. Delgado. Um, one last question. Uh, what's next for research on APR? What are questions you're hoping to answer in the future? We're hoping to have a randomized controlled trial, kind of like Dr. Crennan's, except we would not have a placebo group because we think a placebo group would be unethical. Instead, we, we want to have two active treatment groups. And in that future study, then we would be able to compare different progesterone protocols to see which ones work the best and also take a, a better look at um, other um, safety uh, indicators uh, with using progesterone to reverse methapristone abortions. Also, we are ready to launch soon a retrospective analysis of uh, a data set of, um, of women who've undergone abortion pill reversal uh, to look at uh, their different outcomes, including both effectiveness and safety. At the same time, we want to sponsor uh, more animal research because we know that um, things that we learn in experimental animals then sometimes can be applicable and be tried in, in human beings. So lots of, of great things that are on the horizon. In addition to that, we also want to look into the psychological aspects of why women choose medical abortion and why they choose reversal so that we can um, better support them in their journeys for those women who have decided that they want a second chance at life. That's all very exciting. Thank you so much for all your insights. Uh, and thank you to all of our listeners for joining us today. If you have any topic requests for us, please don't hesitate to direct message us on social media. We are on Instagram at A-A-P-L-O-G underscore, on Twitter at A-A-P-L-O-G, and on Facebook at Pro-Life OBGYNs. You can also email us at info at A-A-P-L-O-G dot org.